A big business starts small. Richard Branson said that. Every great corporation and business empire started somewhere. There are foundational truths that all successful companies are built on, and today we are going to talk about some of those on this episode of Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life, from what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Welcome to a new series we are doing on small business startup. In this series, we are going to talk about the roots and fundamentals of owning a business and then talk with several local resources that business owners and entrepreneurs have at their disposal. That's right. We have several interviews lined up from various organizations and resources that are available to both new and existing businesses. But today's episode is the start of it all, and we are going to talk about the foundational elements to owning a business. Now, these will also serve as a good reminder or thinking back for existing business owners as well, and I'll try to navigate between the two when it seems like I'm talking about one to include the other. So no matter where you are in your business life, listen in. So there may be a little tough love in this episode. We are going to be talking about money and the elements that should be done when starting a business. If you are an existing business, this may be information that you have missed out on and need to revisit. If you're a new entrepreneur, then this information will be gold for the journey ahead. We're going to give a lot of information today. And then in the coming episodes, we'll talk more about the resources that are available to help you achieve what we walk through today. So please, fret not. Okay, so now this is important. There are three major areas that a business is built on. Legal, administrative, back office, operations, productions, communications, marketing. As a business owner or someone in leadership, your business is propped up by these three columns. They build you towards success and they should be evaluated each business cycle, normally, annually. All right, so what we're doing today is we are talking about a blueprint for business success. So we're using an architectural metaphor in this. The three elements that she just listed, I want you to imagine that those are columns, and I'm going to walk you through the blueprint that we need for planning for a successful building of your business. So kind of walk with me through the the metaphor, if you will. Uh, There are several rules of thumb uh, and best practices when it comes to operating and growing a business to make it the most effective and efficient that it can be. So we're going to talk now about setting up that business for success. Now, when you first are starting your business journey, right, you're walking towards success, it is imperative 
to set up its foundation first. Foundation first. Foundation what? first. Oh. It is biblical. Biblical? Wow, we're getting biblical? It is biblical. Wow. You don't believe me? Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Foundations. Easter egg. Little biblical Easter egg. <laughs> Foundations are biblical. All right. So um, all jokes and spiritual analogies aside, it's important that you set up the, the foundation for which you're going to build this business building on. All right. So you have to set up your administrative. That's your structure legally. The uh, Whether you're an S-Corp or a, an LLC or a partnership or whatever you're going to be, you have to set up your board of directors. Uh, any licensing or permits that you might need to have, uh, insurances, different compliances, whatever administrative support you might need. This is all part of that administrative function. Yes. So that's column one. Column one, administrative. One. Boom. All right. The physical operations is column two. Now that's your location that you're going to operate out of, the raw materials that you need to make whatever it is you're going to make, the tools that you need to provide your service, your employees, that sort of thing. Right. And this is obviously a very important role. It's about how you go about making the product or performing the service that you provide to the public. Yes. And then number three, the third column is your brand that is used in business communications. This is so our jam. (laughs) This is our area and what the agency here specializes in, also known as marketing. Yep. So once you set up those three columns, what those three columns do for you is it allows for you to start to grow. And that growth is accomplished through communicating your business to other people. So once your brand is developed, which is the third column we talked about, you're going to use that brand to create marketing tools that will communicate who you are, what you are about, what you have to offer, and how you are different from your competitors to the public in ways that will help them to remember and then choose you in the marketplace. It is imperative that those tools be the most effective and used in the most efficient ways as possible. That is a lot of responsibility on that one column for your company. But once that happens, your business can start to grow. And the growth that comes from that communication will reinforce your foundation and lead to more brand awareness and more support for your brand. And that will give you more sales, more profits, and then the ability to invest more into your business operations and your communications when it comes to expansion. And that's where a lot of people think about growth, right? You have one location, you want to have 17. You do that by reinvesting. All of that comes built on those three columns. And the third one, your brand, brings value to your business as far as growth in that end success goal up there at the top. And we talked about that the the branding brand bringing value in the rise and fall of Atari episode, mm-hmm. as well as the lessons from Coca Cola one. We did nice kickback, Jennifer. Thank you. I like to throw back to our old episodes every now and again. <laughs> so you haven't come back and watched them? Watch them. 
<laughs> so that's an overview of the setup and basic patterns for business. But while businesses are set up to make money, there are initial investments to get it set up and started down that path. Yes, that brings up the cost of business. Okay, everybody's heard of that's the cost of business. All business costs have an initial investment, and then they also have an ongoing investment element as well. So uh, what I wanted to do is kind of think about those three columns. So uh, administrative, that first column, is always important to having a business. However, marketing and operations are the two most essential elements to running a business and both take considerably more investment. You can get away with, from the administrative side, you can get away with you know, using your personal laptop and you can get away with, um, you know, as far as cost goes, signing up with the Secretary uh, of State is, is not that expensive, at least not as expensive as buying a, a shake machine or something like that if you're an ice cream shop, you know. So cost relative wise, administrative is actually usually pretty low. But the other two um, have some some pretty hefty costs. Now, cost will vary depending on the industry, the product or service that you're um, going to be offering, the number of employees that you need, the raw materials that are necessary to physically bring that product or service to the public. Yeah, so be mindful of both initial cost and ongoing costs when you build your business plan. Yeah, there's a lot to to kind of take in and be aware of when it comes to cost in operating a business. Um, I really should have a CPA here to to to, to <laughs> talk through all of this when we do it. But um, administrative costs will vary depending on uh, your needs and how big your industry is. Operations will depend largely on your industry and the business business that you're in. But with marketing, there's a lot lot that is dependent on budget, but not as dependent on industry. There are rules of thumb for marketing, for business communications, that kind of branch all across all industries what you're going to need. There's initially things that, that you're going to need that every business needs. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then there's ongoing costs that there is a set budget standard that all businesses use. Now, that standard is between 8 and 20% of the business's gross income if you are an established business. And if you are a new business, it's a more aggressive 20 to 30% of your, again, your gross revenue. Doing another throwback. Yes. Do you remember the magic 20% from the Lessons of Coca-Cola series that we did. Yes, yes, and there's, again, like I said, it's a, it's a standard in the industry because it's what everybody follows. Now, mm. I said 8% to 20, that can be- That's a, a window. That's a, that's a big window, so it really depends on where you are in the cycle. For example, Coca-Cola, 8% to them is millions, mm. right? But for you know a, a startup mom and pop shop down the street, 20% is a lot less than the 8% for somebody. So that's why the range is there. Uh, the point is you need to set a substantial percent of your gross revenue, and that is your benchmark moving forward. Um, and again, if you're new and you're younger, you want to be more aggressive. You want to get to success faster. 
it's a higher percentage. So that's as far as the rules in, in this little nugget that we're talking about. There's a standard percentage that everybody in the you know economic universe uses, which the the average is around fifteen to twenty percent. Um, and if you are trying to get somewhere faster, you do more than that. So it's all about speed. The more you invest, the faster you can get to growth and success. But if you've already got to growth and success Coca-Cola, then you can do the smaller amount. So that's really what the percentage thing is is all about. Now, the next thing to remember is I'm talking about the ongoing budget. So this is after administrative operations and brand foundations have already been established. It takes money to build a business, and it always has. If owning a business was easy, everybody would do it. So it takes investment, it takes investment in your time, it takes investment in money. Now there are ways to, to get the, the funding that you need. The thing that you need to remember uh, in this little section is that there are initial costs and there are ongoing costs. And closing your eyes is not gonna make the cost go away. Now, since we work in the marketing column of this business house. Yes, the most important column there is. No, I'm just kidding. I happen to think it's like the one that's holding everything up. <laughs> they're, but they're all important. Let's spend a little more time with it because statistically, lack of business communications and branding is mm. one of the highest reasons that companies fail. So for some reason, people can understand the need for production, but they don't understand, or remember anyway, that they need to tell people about what it is they're producing. You know, I don't know if maybe that's the reason why I am, am so forward with talking to people about things like this. Uh, but, you know, every business consultant that you run into, every successful CEO is going to tell you that you have to market your business. You have to to tell other people about whatever it is you're wanting to offer, offer in the marketplace or you're not going to be able to do it. I mean, it's 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 simple facts. And there's so many people that believe that, you know, if you build it they will come. It's it doesn't work that way. You have to invest your time, your money in telling other people what it is that you want to be in business about for you to have a successful business. If you look at the stories of successful businesses, you can see it. Absolutely, but for se for several people, it seems almost like an afterthought. It's one of the columns that your business is built on, and without it, it will crumble. Crumble, crumble, crumble. <laughs> Absolutely. So in thinking about this, people have to realize that more than 50% of your business is communication of who you are, communication of what you have to offer, mm -hmm. communication of why someone should choose your business in the marketplace, and communication and presentation of the products and services that you provide. Yes, and proper, effective, efficient mm. communications are going to be built on having a defined brand foundation. So, how do you know if you have a defined brand foundation? Um, the the easiest way I would think that you could know that is to ask yourself. No. So okay. do you know what your brand is? Well, to begin with, do you know what a brand is? 
right? Bust so out the Google. That's, that, that's first is understanding what a brand is. The next is, do you know what your brand is? So if you can define it, then you have had it defined for you. Uh, or you have defined it yourself, which brings up another thing. You can look back in the history of all that you've been through with starting your, your business, and you can think, have I ever had this professionally developed before? Have I gone through the motions that are necessary to define who my brand is? If you've never done it, you probably do not have a defined brand foundation. Okay, so when we're talking about brand here, it's important to remember that a brand is not just describing what it is that you sell or the service that you provide. A brand is a feeling, it's a personality, it's, a, it's something that the customer comes away with. So my question to the, all the business owners listening to our little podcast here, the question is, how would you describe the personality of your brand? You know, like I said, don't don't just tell me what you do. Don't just tell me the services that you provide. What is the personality of it? And if you have trouble answering this question, then chances are pretty good that you don't have a defined brand foundation. Yeah, it, it's more about the the character of a man versus what the man does. So it's you know, what will you stand for? What will you? Well, I'll give you an example. Um, and this is an example I use a lot because people are familiar with it. Apple is um, what they're genius. They're innovative. They're expensive. They're they're premium. Yes. Oh, premium. Uh, That's a better way these, to say that. <laughs> these are are all ways to describe the company of Apple. And I haven't told you that they make the iPhone or the Macintosh or because that's what they build. This is who they are. That's what we're trying to get at with the essence of a brand. And in the early stages of your business, you have to build that brand foundation. And that's just one of the columns that you have to build in your foundation. So there's foundation for brand, which we're going to talk about a lot because that's kind of where we live. But there's foundational elements in each of those columns. But in the early stages of your business, you have to build that foundation across all three columns. But before you can do that, you have to plan. I am a huge proponent of planning. And financial capital organizations or individuals are going to expect it on paper. Do not build a house Unless you have a plan. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can buy materials. You can clear an acre. You don't have a plan. You don't have a house. Well, nobody's going to give you the money to build the house unless you have a plan. Finance my dreams. <laughs> okay, so let's break that down. Okay, let's talk about preparing for success, building that foundation and planning for your company. Okay, little disclaimer here as we get more into the numbers and processes and everything. Okay, I am not a CPA. <laughs> I don't do numbers. I do shapes and colors. You're welcome. I'm not going to give you numbers. Now, Mr. Zachary here is not a CPA. I am not. But based on our observation and experiences with companies and the fact that Zachary here acts as an interim and outsourced CMO, Chief Marker, mm -hmm. Marketing Officer, for many companies, and is a business coach. Yeah, I, I see this stuff 
quite quite a bit. But, okay. I, but I'm not an accountant. No, 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 no. <laughs> so um, th- we're talking theoretically in a lot of these ways. So let's discuss, let's advise the good people in our audience. So we're going to talk about the business plan. The business plan is built on three things, okay? The first thing that goes in the business plan, as far as your thinking, is your dreams. Mm, there they are. What is it that you want to do? What is your vision? What is it that you've set your heart upon? That Those dreams go into your business plan. The next thing is, what are you going to do to get there, right? So what is your method that you're going to use to make your dreams come true? That's number two. Number three, which is the most important when it comes to getting help from people, is how are you going to pay for it? Mm. All right. So, you know, a lot of people are really uncomfortable with talking about money. I'm on a podcast. I I can't see you. Let's be uncomfortable. (laughs) So um, money is extremely important to a business, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, The first step that you need to do when doing your business plan, after you figure out your dreams in a broad view of, of what you're going to do, is you have to organize your financial information. The first step to creating a business plan and a budget is to get organized about your financial situation. And notice I said the word budget. You cannot run away from the word budget because budget is what fuels your activity. It's what makes things that you're planning on doing possible. Oh, I like that analogy. I like the idea that you call the budget the fuel for the activity. Yes. I'm, I'm coming up with all sorts of analogies in my head. This whole podcast is all about building a house <laughs> and all that stuff, which is wonderful. But this really, to me, we're talking about journey. We're talking about a car. Dreams. And the wh- dreams, <laughs> are the ju- dreams are the destination. The plan is the road. You are the car. And the gas tank. As the budget. Yep. Uh, I, uh, I actually use this analogy um, quite a bit, honestly. The, uh, I use, um, in a book that I'm, you know I'm writing, uh, um, in our audience notes because we've told them before, uh, I have the, I think it's the second, third chapter of the book, uh, is about sales and marketing being the fuel and fire of a successful business and using the analogy of uh, a car, which goes right, moves you forward. Uses that analogy in the uh, in the, in the book. So, well, um, before you continue, our listeners need to know something very important about this that you will that you will clarify over and over and over again. No budget equals no gas equals no equals go. no go. <laughs> Just yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, now we're not talking right now about how you get that money. We will talk about that later on in we have a plan in the series. So, but right now, what I want you to understand is that you cannot run away from finances. It all starts with understanding your finances, and that starts by organizing your information. So, you need to know how much money your company makes on a monthly basis, including any variations. That might exist. Now, if you're a new business, those will be projections. If you're an existing business, you need to know how much money your company makes on a monthly basis, including any variables that might be there. Number two, you need to know how much money your company spends 
on a monthly basis, including any variations that might exist. Now, existing businesses, you should base everything on last year's real numbers. New businesses can use projections. Existing businesses, real numbers. Now, your CPA should be able to provide that to you if you don't know what they are. Yes, that is what you pay them for. Yes, she should be able to very easily give you a report that gives you all of this information. Now, once you get that information, here's what I want you to do. I want you to categorize it under each of the three business columns that we've discussed. Um, So now I'm going to go back to talking about... um, new businesses, or if you haven't done this before, existing business, this is you too. But I want to talk about the cost that comes with that foundational element, right? So these are initial costs per column so that you can kind of know, okay, when I'm figuring this out, what goes in what category, okay? The administrative column, you need that that's where any business planning related costs go that are relative to the administrative part of the business plan. For example, if you have a professional uh, business planning service, which they do exist, if you mm-hmm. have one of them help you, those costs go in here. Any research that you do uh, or books that you buy on how to build a business plan goes right in here. You also have things like uh, insurance premiums that you have to pay when you're starting up your business. Any uh, legal fees that are involved with setting up your business. Um, Things that are involved with being compliant. So you have to set up with the Secretary of State, whether you're LLC, S-Corp, partnership, whatever you're going to be, that compliance there. You have registrations that you might need to to do depending on what your business is and where it is. You may have certifications that you need to have. All of that kind of goes in this compliance area. Then you have your office, right? And any overhead that's involved in that. The accounting function, because you should be keeping track of your accounting already. And then finance. So if you've got any um, additional capital from uh, either a lending source or, or anywhere, keep track of all of that. All of those uh, expenses related to that will go into the administrative column, as will recruitment, right? Because you have to staff up for that. All of that goes there as well. That's column number one. Number one. Column number two. Number two. Which is operations or production of whatever it is that it is you're going to bring to market. There may be business planning services that go along with that. If you have to ask somebody, what do I need to set up this operation and they advise you that those costs for their services for building your business plan would then go in column two, but still business planning, right? Then you have the place of operations, whether it's a warehouse, factory, storefront, restaurant, whatever it is. The reason why it's an initial foundational element is you have to have a storefront before you can open your doors, Right, you can't open doors on a business you don't on a uh, at a location that you don't have. So that's an, an important element. The other thing is any equipment that you have needed to purchase before you could open your doors. That's again, if you were uh, an ice cream shop and you needed to buy an ice cream machine, your ice cream machine would be part of the equipment that you would have needed in order to open your doors. Now, there's lots of places to get ice cream machines. Don't try to get one from McDonald's because theirs are all broke. But there's (laughs) there's other places that you could go to, and that's fine. Um, But this is where it would go. It's a foundational element. It's an initial before you launch, right? 
but it goes in the operations column. And then you have whatever raw materials you're going to need, right? Like, I don't know what goes into ice cream. Milk. Shake base. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I know the ingredients (laughs) to this. (laughs) Whatever raw materials you might need for whatever you're going to do. So um, if you are opening up a landscaping business, that might be, uh, you know, the, the pavers or the grass seed. Sod, or, mulch. So, yeah, any, whatever beavers, you need yeah. to do what it is you're going to, to do. Um, so those are the foundational elements that fall under column two. Now under column three, three. which is business communications, you, you see the same thing. You have the, the business planning element. That's any uh, assistance that you needed from someone as far as the elements that go in your business plan. That's usually strategy, that sort of thing. Um, any assistance you needed in that goes in this column. And then you have the biggest one that I talked about, which is brand development. Yes, and that's the mission identification. That's consumer research and targeting. And the campaign concepting. Mm. Yeah, that's the look and feel of how you're going to communicate that brand that we've mm-hmm. just defined. So defining that, that brand, big piece. The other foundational elements might include uh, having a corporate identity. Ah, that's your trade name, mm-hmm. uh, your logo, of course, and all of your business stationery. That's a business card, stationery's letterhead, envelopes. Yep, yep. Basic stuff that you need before you... I mean, you can't even say, hey, I'm opening a business and give a business card without a trade name, Yeah, you logo, don't want to network when cards. you don't have something to hand to somebody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's that. And then there's uh, your website. Um, your website, again, in, uh, with the exception of a gas station, if you're a gas station, <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I will let you off the hook for this one. But for everybody else, your website's your number one most important marketing tool that you're going to have. Now, if you're a gas station, you don't, it's not a website. You just got to be listed on Google. It's, <laughs> it, it, you need signage as a, a gas station. But as a, any other business, Website is number one. Signage, however, is on the list if you have an office that is public facing. Mm -hmm. So uh, whether you're a restaurant or whatever, signage is another thing that goes on this list. You have to have signage before people can, when you open your door for them to know that you're there. It's a foundational element. So is business decor. Once people come into your office, I don't care if you're a real estate agent, when they come in your office, what is the decor going to tell them about you? That is a marketing communications foundational element. The next piece that is, you know, walking in the building is one thing. The next is when the business walks out the door. If you have employees that are salespeople, the way they look is going to communicate your business. So do they need a uniform? If you run a pizza delivery business, what they wear is going to represent who you are. Uniform design counts. Also, I mean, we've seen even just from uh, food delivery. I mean, the, the the things that you use to keep food hot when your drivers are transporting mm-hmm. things back and forth, you know, your little hot, hot carry things and uniforms and hats. And we've seen time and again from clients come through our doors 
that have they don't connect that together as being a marketing expense is right. is knowing what, what your employees are wearing and how they're looking out there is a marketing thing. And then you have things that everybody knows, like collateral materials, like brochures. folders and brochures and that sort of thing. Those, of course, you get those designed so that when you open your doors, you have them to use. Okay, mm-hmm. That's why they are a foundational element. Promo, sales items, that sort of thing. And then you have the the next biggest puppy to me and that is your strategic plan yes that is a that is how you're going to get to where you're going yes and not only how to launch the business in the beginning but also a plan to keep moving forward the ongoing plan yeah it kind of goes in the order i did not just present it in first as far as this column you have the business planning elements that you're going to need yes Then you have your brand development that you're going to have to have before you can communicate your business. Then you have to have the strategic plan because that, to begin with, goes in your business plan, right? They're going to want to see how you're going to communicate to people. So you need to have that both for the original launch, which is special, kind of like a wedding day. And then you have... That's a nod to his book that he just came out with. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, And then you have the ongoing, which we'll talk about ongoing in a minute, but you still have to plan for it in the additional stages. Then the foundational elements we talked about, all of that goes into carrying out that plan. Now, if you're an existing business and any of these elements are missing, we need to plan for catching up. And getting these taken care of as soon as possible is important. Yes, because those are all foundational elements. So if something that you have in those is missing, we need to fix that first. Before we start talking about all of the ongoing stuff, which as an existing business you already have, you just have holes. Let's talk about the ongoing stuff. All right. So uh, the next thing that you do when you have your list, because remember we're talking about categorizing things, we have to look at the ongoing expenses, again, in all three columns. So in column number one, which is administrative, we're looking at any insurance premiums that you have. Any, If you keep a lawyer on retainer, whatever that retainer cost would be, any sort of compliance things that you have to do over and over and over again. The accounting function, if you have a, a CPA that you have a, a contract with that you work with them on a monthly basis, either a firm or you've hired somebody directly to work with you, whichever one it is. Uh, and make sure, again, CPA keeps track of your income, profit, and your finance. God bless the CPA. Um, and then we have what's called overhead, which is the office that you're running out of, mm-hmm. the your utilities, uh, the salaries of your people, right, your staff, the continuing education for your people because you want them to be the best representation of you as possible, and then recruitment. You have to hire people before you can do any of that. And unfortunately, turnover happens in business. So you're going to have to look at recruitment as an ongoing expense. And then you have basic professional services like um, janitor. Mm -hmm. Who's going to take out your trash? And then also uh, business coaching, which would also fall up under continuing education to agree. But that's that's column number one. number one. Column number two, you have the basic things, right? So you have your production materials, whatever it is that you need to make whatever widgets you're making. You have uh, any professional services that are involved. Uh, that is if you have to have somebody to come in to in- inspect what you're doing or anything like that where you have a professional service that's involved in you 
providing whatever service you do uh, for, you know, we have a client that is uh, in the agricultural business. One of the professional services that he needs is an agronomist. Uh, so that, again, professional services that you might need within the operations column. And then you have any relevant uh, overhead for them. So that's utilities, rent, uh, then you have the salaries and the continuing education of the people that work for you in operations. Then there's a piece that people forget. And that is R&D. R&D stands for research and development. Now, what research and development have to do with is always being on the lookout for what's going on in your industry and places for you to innovate in whatever your services, whatever your uh, your industry uh, may be. Because you should always be, look, again, if we're looking to grow, and if you're at the beginning, you definitely are, looking for what's going to make you different, what's going to make you stand out, how can I innovate within this field, okay? Mm-hmm. Column number two. Column number three for ongoing expenses. One of the things that is in column number three for communications is advertising. Mm. Advertising is not a foundational expense. It is a month-to-month expense that comes and goes as you're operating, whether it's um, the newspaper, the radio, the television, or the internet, which includes social media, Google, whatever, wherever you're advertising, that is a monthly expense that you need to allot for as an ongoing expense. The other internet-related ones might be um, web hosting. You know, we you've paid for the design and the development of your site as a foundational element, but then there's the hosting and the maintenance, the upkeep. That's an ongoing expense, as is email. Um, Social media content on an ongoing basis, that is an ongoing, you have to do that every month. Those are, you know, fit in this ongoing expense category. The other thing might be sponsorships. Whether you're sponsoring a Little League team or a Civic Club, um, they're going to come at you to renew, you know, every season. Uh, Also, podcast sponsorships. Wank, um, wank. Which is very close to, which is very close to to advertising, in which case, again, it happens as you move throughout the year. It is is ongoing. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you have to plan for in ongoing is things that are not planned. That makes a lot of sense, Plan right? Plan for the unplannable. So, new initiatives that may come up. So any changes you may need to make to your referral program. Any new offerings that you may decide to develop in you know the eighth month of your being in business. You need to allow room for for that. You've decided there's this new thing, widget 2.0, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and then there's new opportunities, things that you didn't know about that you all of a sudden need to be prepared for because it came up as a gift from God. Look at this opportunity. That would go as a new opportunity ongoing expense. So then there's also networking. There's expenses. Uh, usually there's dues that are belonging to uh, a networking group uh, that's ongoing. Uh, and then there's print and production services for the things that were developed as a foundation. Um, By that I mean you design the brochure before you open so that you have some to use, but as you use them, they go away and they have to be replenished. So you have to account for replenishing these, these items. So brochures, you know, postcards, promo items, uniforms, whatever they may be, again, 
when you're doing your business plan, these are ongoing expenses that you need to plan for. Not to mention shipping, mailing, those sorts of things. So you have to look at those as ongoing expenses. And then there's also, you know, uh, public relations, uh, event related. If you have, uh, if event marketing is something that you're doing, you have the expo fees, the uh, materials that you're going to take with you, uh, trade booth. Trade mm-hmm. booth is usually going to be made during the uh the foundational element. Yeah, it's usually if it, once, if unless you need to update it somehow. But materials that you need, you know, you go to two expos, you've run out of materials, you have to replenish those. So again, these are examples of ongoing marketing communications expenses. We're going to need more koozies. <laughs> again, see where you are with each of these. Some of the marketing items won't apply because of your industry. For example, maybe your industry doesn't have an expo and event marketing is just not in your strategy or even because of the limited budget during your early years. But know where you are. Knowledge is power. Now, I, as I mentioned, am a big proponent of planning. Mm -hmm. I believe in being proactive. That means you run your business. Your business does not run you. But in addition to that, I also believe that your business plan is a living, breathing document that grows each year. Mm -hmm. I think that all three columns that we're talking about need to have a strategic plan within them for the coming business cycle from year to year to year. Now, you would take that plan and present it at budget meetings for your planning and approval of whatever you're going to do. Again, finances are part of it, but you have to make the plan first. Then you get the blessing internally for the money, even if it's just being okay with it yourself. And then you go forward in the new year with this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And as part of our process, Reformation Productions measures the success of our clients at the end of their year. And we then make a new strategic plan for either company growth or maintenance for the coming business cycle based on activities during the preceding year. Yes. Um, what what she's talking about is part of uh, the last stage of the straight line marketing process, which is what we call measure. So, um, and, and I'm going to tell you what to do that's within that right now. So uh, once you go through and you have all of these financial informations, you've got them all categorized, you've got them all, you, you need to put them all on a summary sheet. So you have all of your income, all of your revenue, right? All of your expenses broken down by category. And we're going to categorize them by the three columns, administrative, operations, communications, and then broken down even further within those right columns Mm -hmm. so because i'm a big believer in organization and knowing what you're doing got a lot of columns and then we have profit cannot forget about profit because profit is what's going to propel you the coming year okay Mm -hmm. so summarize all of that if you are an existing business project all of that if you are a new business that is first starting out that is going to be your financial summary that you're going to need the next thing that we do as part of measurement is we set benchmarks. 
So we look at, okay, at the beginning of this year, no matter what year it is, whether it's year zero or year five, we look at the beginning of that year and we say, okay, what are the signs of growth in my industry? How many employees do I have? How many locations do I have? How many website visitors do I have? How many contacts am I getting from uh, the website? How many new customers? How many repeat customers? How much press coverage? How much brand awareness is there? How much? Because there's ways to measure brand awareness. How many people are aware that you exist? And then there's brand acceptance. How many people accept what you say as part of your brand? That is something that is measurable again. So we measure all of that at the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year, we measure it again. And all of that is finalized. And we use that to prepare for the coming year. Now, as a new business, you're looking at industry standards for uh, consumers, targeted consumers that aren't yours yet, okay? And then where you are in that. So it's a little different for uh, for a new business. But for an existing business, you're going to look at all of those elements that I just mentioned and where you're at. And we're going to figure out, okay, in the last year, what did you accomplish? And then not only what did you accomplish, how'd you do it? How is a very important question. You don't just want, I have uh, our sales are through the roof. I have no idea why. <laughs> that You can't duplicate what you don't know, right? So what did you accomplish? How did you do it? And then also you look at where did you struggle? What were some things that were difficult for you? And then why did you struggle in those areas? Again, it's really important to take responsibility and understanding this didn't go as well as I wanted and this is why. Then you can course correct and tweak in the coming year. Again, know where you are. Knowledge is power. Yes, we should have that tattooed somewhere. Mm, you first. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... All of that information then goes into setting your goals for the coming year. Now, existing business, you will take all of that information to set your next business cycle. But even for a new business, you have to set goals. So what is it that you want to accomplish? Long term, short term. Where can you continue your current growth? What has changed in the marketplace? Technology changes all the time, so be aware of that. Audience perceptions can change. Your audience lifestyle can change. You need to be aware of all of that and set goals based on this information. How much can you reinvest? Okay, Remember we talked about um, you have profit that you're made and you need to reinvest that into your business? That reinvestment is where you grow. Maintaining or just being having a sustainable model is not growth. Okay? There's it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to stay one shop, that's the size that you are, you need to recognize that. If your goal is to expand, you are going to have to continually reinvest some of your profits into your business. So you need to look at how much do I have to reinvest? Then what are the areas where I can afford to expand? For example, when you first started out, you wanted Morgan Freeman to do your voiceover. Your agency guy called him up and he says, you know what? I have no problem doing your 30-second spot. It'll be $15,000 or whatever it may be. Um, and you couldn't afford to do it. But now you're three years in and you can't afford to do it. And you've decided, I want Morgan Freeman. Maybe he doesn't want you anymore. Dude, he's the voice of God. He needs to be 
he needs he needs to be talking over my pro what whatever the goal you may have you may not be able to afford when you begin but you may be able to afford later the next thing you're going to look at is how can i reach more people that's part of growth how am i going to reach more people than i already have or maybe or slash and how can i better reach people i'm already reaching out to people how can i do better at it right and then finally, what are some opportunities that you cannot afford to miss? And I'll give you one here. And I've said it before on the show. An example of an opportunity that you cannot afford to miss is social media. Everybody's attention is on the smartphone right now. Everybody's, you're probably listening to this, watching this on your smartphone. Busted. And if that's the case, then you need to realize that as a business, other people are too. And so you need to be on one of the platforms that people watch on their smartphone in that social media. That is an opportunity that now, in this day and age, you cannot afford to miss. Ten years ago, you could afford to miss it because it was brand new. Nowadays, it's not brand new. It's an opportunity you cannot afford to miss. And that's just one. Mm-hmm. That was just a freebie. Yeah. Plan where you are going. Proactivity is efficient. Yes, and we are all about efficiency. Efficiency. And so um, one of the things that that you will do at the end of your cycle or at the beginning if you're in the the planning stages there, because, again, the the whole reason I'm talking about this is because planning happens over and over. It happens when you first start, and then it repeats itself at the end of each yearly business cycle. Um, And what you will do as a new business, as you're planning a projected budget. At the, as an existing business, you're still planning the next year's budget. So you need to look at projected income categorized by source, the planned operations. You need to have an organized plan based on your goals for what it is you want to accomplish from an operational standpoint. And then from a marketing standpoint, you need to have a strategic plan based on those goals, which come from analyzing your competition, exploring best practices, researching upcoming trends, teaming up marketing and sales to make the most out of who you're going to be. I should be a preacher right now. Wow. That (laughs) is a lot of info coming out. But okay, it is a lot of good info though. But let me give out some helpful info that is relative to our sponsors today. See how I did that? One of the areas we discussed was administrative. And this episode is sponsored by Tresta. Tresta is a business phone app for your iPhone or Android that allows you to activate a business phone number instantly and make and receive unlimited calls and texts right from the smartphone you're already using. Whether you're a freelancer or a founder, growing your business is all about communication and networking. You've got to be available. And chances are you've been giving your personal phone number out to clients so you can stay connected on the go. Tresta's virtual phone system allows you to separate your personal and business phone numbers and get work done anywhere, anytime. Tresta also comes equipped with powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, and user groups. It's easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself all online and customize your call flows based on your business needs. Tresta is the best phone app for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete business phone system. 
It's just $15 per month, and it comes with a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at Tresta.com forward slash straight shot. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com forward slash straight shot. All one word. And of course, we have the agency, Reformation Productions. We specialize in the brand marketing column. Everything from brand development and consumer targeting through designing the strategies and the marketing tools like logos, websites, brochures, and then, of course, the ongoing management of your advertising and social media presence. So just contact us at reformationproductions.com or email us at info at reformationproductions.com or you can call us at 678-825-8086. Now, without all three of the columns, your business comes crashing down. Whether it's too many missed calls or voicemails or not having a proper brand for your company. Now let's talk a little bit about how all these elements work together. Now, Zachary, I believe you have an example for us. I do. For people that like to have a story told to them to understand the things that we're talking about, I'm, I'm going to kind of lay out an example that I use with Chick-fil-A. So the facts and the goals of Chick-fil-A we're going to lay out first. Okay, Number one, they started in Atlanta. Um, they started in a little suburb of Atlanta. I don't even know if it's a suburb. It's, they started in Hapeville, which is inside the perimeter, but it's not Atlanta proper. Um, so they started there, one location, and they wanted to become worldwide. They wanted to provide a legacy for their family and their industry. So you have to look at what are their goals based on the reality of where they are. Okay, Then we look at, okay... They built their brand foundation. Now, I'm only going to go over one of the brand differentiators that belong to Chick-fil-A because this is not a Chick-fil-A seminar. I was so, going to say, this sounds like another podcast so, series. Um, Chick-fil-A, one of their brand differentiators, one of the things that makes them different is quality. And you can see that, which is the part that we're really trying to expand upon here. You can see that in the quality of their products. They make sure that they use uh, premium materials, right? If you go to Chick-fil-A, they use Dole Pineapple, not just no-name pineapple, right? So they're, they're whatever, you know, Heinz ketchup. They use premium materials for whatever goes into their, their restaurant. Their sandwiches are handmade, not flash frozen in Wisconsin. And you will never find them being discounted. Chick-fil-A may give you something, but they will not discount it. Because discounting it goes against the uh, brand characteristic of quality. Because if it's discounted, people think something is wrong with it. So that's one of the reasons that you will never see a sale at Chick-fil-A. It goes against their brand. The next area is their employees. Quality in their employees. They do extensive screening and training of their employees more so than you see at other fast food places. They offer scholarships to their employees. They don't make them work on Sundays and they give to charity. These are things that make sure that they get the best 
quality employees because they stand out and they are wanted by the people that work there. That's another place that they showcase quality in their operations. The next is if you look at their locations, they are experience focused. They want you to have a quality experience, which means physically when you walk in and then the behavior of the uh, staff once you get there. Okay, if you get there, what do they say? They say, my pleasure. They they treat you extremely well. They have, um, you know, instead of the two cash registers and lines and lines and lines of people, they have multiple cash registers all running at the same time. That was rare when Chick-fil-A first started doing it. Um, so they do things. If you ever go through their drive through they have the best drive through experience that you will have anywhere because not they have the drive through yes but if it's rush hour they have people take you know standing outside to make that experience faster at least they do in georgia here i don't know if that's nationwide but i do know uh, that there are longer lines than than yes. any other fast food restaurant but it's still more efficient it than is. any other fast food restaurant so that is some of the ways that they they've taken the brand and put it into their operations, okay? So then let's talk about what is their strategy for communicating that brand. I'm gonna go a little way back here and talk about the campaign that they used before this one. The campaign that they had before that did focus on these same areas of their brand foundation was called Deliciously Different. It spoke to the quality, it spoke to the fact that they were different, set above other people. However, it didn't work very well. So then they came up with a new campaign. And when they did that, they added another brand characteristic, which was a focus on family. And with that, they developed Eat More Chicken. Spelled incorrectly. Yes. It is. Because it is. it's written by cows. Evidently, cows are... Um, Who knew cows couldn't spell? Yes. Uh, Who knew? The thing about eat, eat more chicken, and a lot of people are like, uh, why are you still doing eat more chicken? It, and somebody actually asked Dan Cathy one time, why, why do you got to change that campaign? And the answer is he's not, because it's working, which is your next little rule, right? Find what works, build your foundation, and expand. If it's working, you do not stop it. Now you can see Chick-fil-A stuff Everywhere with Everywhere. these eat more chicken. And they had what started in Atlanta eventually grew. And now I believe they actually are nationwide. Mm -hmm. They weren't for a long time. For a long time, meaning in recent years. Because I would have people from up north and in the Midwest that would come down here, have Chick-fil-A, and then pine for it the rest of the time that they went home because it wasn't available where they were. Now I believe they have grown enough where they actually are nationwide. But that's just a, an example of how they have really gone through and mapped out and shown their brand in operations, admin with their people, right? And in how they they communicate. All three of those elements all working together for success for the company. So, Zachary, in the way of our the straight shot for this episode, mm. How does a company achieve these goals for success? Um, the first thing is be thorough. Don't miss these fundamental steps. It's hard work, but do it. I am a creative. I'm not a fan of the planning, <laughs> but I definitely see the need for it. Yes. 
the next thing is ensure that you're following best practices and that you have built a good brand foundation. And if you don't know, we offer several levels of communications critiques. You can contact ReformationProductions.com. Typical budget range for those is $200 to $1,000, depending on the depth of the analysis. Yes. Now, number three, Mm -hmm. market towards targeted consumer segments for your business. Big way to get to success. Market towards a targeted consumer segment, a targeted targeted consumer segment for your business. Very, very important. I'm usually the one that's hammering this in the episode. (laughs) I appreciate you taking the torch on that one. Um, Have your creative connect with them emotionally. Your creative should be brand focused, not product or service focused. For example, if you are a mechanic, don't tell me you change oil. I already knew that when I saw that you were a mechanic. Mm-hmm. It needs to be brand focused. What is going to make you different? Show me how you're different from your competition. Show me what it is that you are going to use to be more attractive to me, right? Mm-hmm. And then your strategy should be planned to intersect with your consumers wherever they are. Don't expect them to come to you. You need to intersect with them. And then the fourth thing is make sure, and I said this in the Atari one too. Of course, in the Atari, it was a warning. Throwback. Make sure that your brand, whatever it's built on, is true. Mm. Only promise what you can deliver. If you promise superior customer service, make sure that you are investing in your employees so that they provide superior customer service. If you are promising speed, Make sure you invest in something that is accomplishing that. In other words, if you run a deli and you tell me you can make the fastest roast beef sandwich in the world, but you don't invest in one of those slicers that goes super fast, then you're going to not be as fast as Arby's, and then you you just lied. Or you just slice that stuff in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is if you promise quality, start with the best, stay with the best, just like Chick-fil-A, don't start cutting corners. Starting a business is hard enough. Don't make it any harder on yourself. Now, if you need help, tune in to the next episode of this series because we are going to have a guest that is a resource to help you with business planning. Now, here at the agency, we can provide a business checkup, like I mentioned before, business coaching, and all of the elements in the marketing column So if you have the other two columns mastered, we can help with a third. Consumer targeting, strategic planning, creative production, and that's everything from your website, business cards, you know, uh, public relations, uh, skywriting, you know, whatever it is that you need, uh, website event planning, we take care of it all. Now you can reach us at reformationproductions.com or call 678-825-8086. Now, if you have a question about this topic, small business startups or business planning, let us know and we'll answer it during the series. We have guests from remarkable organizations coming in and we'll be happy to help. Just email us at info at straightshot.net or direct message us on social media. Call us, carrier pigeon, uh, smoke signals, whatever works for you. But anyways, 
I hope you do get value out of the show today for your business. Please take a minute to like and subscribe, hit the little bell on YouTube and visit our sponsors. That stuff really helps us out from an administrative standpoint for the show. And it helps more people find us so that we can help more people. Thank you very much. But that's all for today's show. So until next time, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot Podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. This has been Straight Shot. 